Let's take this just a few minutes. Let's slow down a little bit. Think about what we just sang. Our Father, the great I am. Just like Sharon testified last week. We've been hearing and proclaiming the O's of God. Let's do that this morning. Let's lift your voice to Him. I want you to break up in groups of two or more and I want you to listen sometimes 
the Bible says put God in remembrance. And we're to do that. Say, Lord, remember your word. Remember your covenant. But today when you get an agreement, I want you to remind Satan. I want you to remind that enemy in your life that's been living in you, holding you back. I want you to remind him with the word. Don't remind God right now. There's times to do that. But right now, your father knows. With your eyes closed, your father knows the hairs on your head. Your father knows the sparrows that fall to the ground. Your father knows that. And he knows every single thing that's going on with us. So we're not going to remind him he's living big in us. Amen? We're going to remind Satan, that enemy that's limited you, whether whatever it is, a resistance, whether it's a lack of job, whatever it is, I want you to break an agreement. Get together and begin to say, you know what? I'm not settling for this. Lord, you know... But Satan, I refuse you in this area of my life. I refute you in this area of my family. I refuse this lack in my life. For the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not lack. It is written. I want you to give that it is written. I'm not oppressed and depressed. It is written. Jesus bore my oppression. That I might be free. Whatever it is, you say it is written. Remind Satan, remind, remind that oppression, remind that doubt, remind that fear, remind whatever that is that's trying to plague you. And say, I'm reminding you by the authority in the name of Jesus Christ that I'm free. Whatever it is, break up in groups, two or more, break in groups, find a neighbor. You can turn right around, Tyler. Grab your daughter's hand. Whatever it is, grab your sister's hand. Whatever it is. Remind God God knows we're reminded We remind you Satan. We remind you it is written We're singing summon your power. Oh God We're singing that song show forth your strength as you have done before We're singing that song the chariots of God We're singing that song that you're his warriors You're praying we submit ourselves to the Lord and we resist every demonic Resistance by the authorization of Jesus. Physically, we say the Lord rebuke you. Lack financially, we say be rebuked in the name of Jesus. Sicknesses of any form or fashion, we say you're rebuked in the authority and the authorization of Jesus. Lack, confusion, we say you're rebuked by the authority and the authorization of Jesus. Discouragement. We say it is written, we're strong in the Lord and the power of His might. We're strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. It is written, it is written, it is written. 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 Come on. It. Prophesy with it. It is written. Jesus said it. It is written. It is written. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. It is written. Surely he has borne our sickness and carried our diseases. It is written, with the stripes 
and the bleeding of Jesus were healed. It is written, there is no lack, there is no want to those that seek the Lord. It is written, it is written, submit yourself to God, resist the devil and he will flee. Whatever form, it is written, no weapon formed, whatever the forming of that weapon against us, against you, against me, shall prosper. It is written, every tongue that rises against us in evil shall be proven wrong and condemned. It is written, that's the inheritance of the saints. It is written, yes Lord, it is written, 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 come on, it is written, it is written, come on, it is written, 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 come on. The scriptures cannot be broken. It is written. The scriptures cannot be broken. It is written. And the scriptures cannot be broken. It is written. God cannot lie. Yeah, come on. It is 
promises are true to me. Your promises are true to me. It is written. Your promises are yes and amen to me. It is written for your promises are. Come on. amen to me every promise of God surely he's borne our sicknesses and carried our diseases and with his stripes we are healed surely good and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life for it is written not a man that he could lie it's written it's written we have a more sure word of prophecy it is written God's not a man that he could lie it is written and shout your victory. Shout your praises. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Shout unto God. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Shout unto God with the voice of praise. Lift up his name. Oh Lord, oh Lord, our Lord. How majestic is your name in all this earth. Oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic and wonderful is your name over all the earth. Your name over all the earth.
Celebrate the amen from the great I am. I love that. We celebrate the amen from you, the great I am. We celebrate the amen in our lives, the bringing to pass from the great I am. I am from the great I am. thank him for his activity in your life his movements within your spirit his actions and activity in your life over your life and your family his protection his salvation oh that men would praise him oh that men would exalt him The Lord said himself, I'll sing in the middle of the congregation. Let the Lord sing through you. I'll sing in the middle of the congregation, he said. 
We join you today, Lord, in your inspired words and inspired songs. We join you and sing. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, will you? Say, I'm redeemed. I'm forgiven. I'm cleansed. I'm healed. I'm well. Thank you, Lord. 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 We're singing his praises tonight, today. Don't stop praising him. Don't stop singing. If you're not empty, Judah, keep on praising. Keep on singing. Keep on praising. Keep on singing. And you, the whole saints of God, the Judah of God, if you're full and you don't stop singing, don't stop praising. He's worthy of it. He beseeches us to present ourselves living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is our spiritual worship. Worship Him, worship Him, worship Him, worship Him. All your heart today, appear before Him. Present yourself, means to appear, appear with a full heart, living sacrifices. Because you've got a lively hope. You've got a living Jesus. You've got a life in you to praise Him with. Give back to Him what He gave unto you. Lively hope. Keep on singing. Keep on singing the songs of the Lord. Keep on singing. Keep on singing the songs of the Lord. Keep on singing. Keep on singing the songs of the Lord. Come on. Let them break us higher. The high praises of God be on your lips. A two-edged sword on your mouth. Oh, keep on singing. Keep on singing the songs of the Lord. We'll keep on singing. We'll keep on singing the songs of the Lord. Keep on prophesying. Keep on prophesying. on singing keep on singing keep on singing keep on singing the songs of the Lord keep on singing Praise the Lord for you are good, your mercy. 
The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and great in loving kindness. The Lord is good to all, and His mercies are over all His works. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord. And your godly ones shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom. And they will talk of your power. And they will make known to the sons of men your mighty acts. And the glory of the majesty of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord sustains all who fall. And raises up all who are bowed down. He opens up his hand and satisfies the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his deeds. The Lord is near to all who call upon him. To all who call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. He will also hear their cry and save them. The Lord keeps all who love him. Psalms 145. Don't you sense his love? Don't you sense his energy in you, all over you? Don't you sense it? That love and energy of God. Be seated. Be seated. Oh God, that's how we started. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh Lord. That's how this all started. Oh Lord. Spiritual songs, beautiful songs, sounds of deliverance. Put up Psalms 8, Tom, if you would. Oh, Lord, summon your power. Oh, Lord, that's how it all started. Oh, Lord, summon your power. Oh, God. read it we were saying that this morning oh lord summon your power oh lord then it broke out spontaneous oh lord oh lord our lord amen let's say that to him oh lord our lord oh lord you're our lord and how excellent is your name your name is excellent in all the earth you set your glory above the heavens Number two. And out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, you've ordained strength. Did you not receive strength from out of your mouth, singing to him, worshiping him? Did you not receive strength because of thine enemies, that you might still the enemy and the avenger? Don't you know when we're worshiping God, 
And we're saying, oh, Lord, how great you are. And we're singing new songs and spiritual songs that he's inspired out of our hearts. That the enemies of our life are beginning to be stilled and put to silence. Say, Lord, I'm born to worship. I'm made to praise God. going to halt for a moment. Joseph, you said you had some things. I I want Joseph to go ahead and empty his heart out. And he had some things. And we're going to cooperate with the Lord in and through him. God's presence and if you could keep playing that I'd really like that I have a lot of stuff in here that I wanted to kind of teach out but I really just want to encourage the body and uh, you know what I've sensed today even is God just saying how bad do you really want it I mean how bad do you really want it I really believe that you know there's promises on his end of it and he he never lies just like the word says i mean he can't be a liar and it either is true or it's not and that applies to everything i mean it applies to our health it applies to our circumstances our spiritual growth with him and i just want to encourage everybody uh to continue to to stay plugged in in this place and i really feel like god's saying you know what I'm proud of this place for not for not conforming to the ways of religious institutions. And as far as this body's concerned, we're not going to do that. We're not going to conform to what everybody else is doing to please people or to get people in here and it be a friendly place. To where everybody feels happy or comfortable. This needs to be a place that we open up and say, God, we are here to receive from you. This is a dwelling place that we have prepared for you. And we are to do our job to reflect Christ here in its fullest, in his fullest. So I really want to encourage you guys to stay plugged in and not give up. Don't give up. Don't. I know it's hard. I know it's easier to just wake up when you feel like you want to wake up or go wherever you feel is more comfortable and hear maybe a 15-minute pep talk. But the, the things that are going on here will change your life for eternity. And that's what we're here for. We're here to conform and to continue to progress in Him. So I want to encourage everybody here and everybody that may listen to this to continue to stay plugged in here and not give up on yourself because God is the one that's going to change you everything that we have everything that we have access to is there through him and we just have to take hold of it and grab it okay and I want to encourage you young men There's some young men in here. There's some that aren't here today, but there's some here today. 
there's a huge difference between occupation and vocation, okay? And some of you guys are sitting on the sideline wanting to figure out what you're going to be as far as occupation. And God wants you to know that you're his child, you're his son, but he really almost doesn't care what you do for a provision. He wants you to find your vocation in him, okay? There's a difference between that, what I do for a living and what God has put inside of me to further the kingdom, because that's why we're here, okay? There's going to be five-fold guys. There's going to be guys that do this full-time but we're supposed to preach the gospel out into the world. We've got to go out into the streets. And how do we do that? Not everybody can be a full guy. You're not called to be that. Some people will work and you reach the people that you're with. So I really want to encourage you guys to stay plugged in here and seek God out here. And he's going to show you what is inside of you. Okay, The tools that he's built inside of you. And then you take those tools and you go out into the workforce and you use those tools, okay? Just a small testimony about myself. I supervise people at my work. I got so frustrated and so self-minded that I was just there to get a paycheck, okay? I was just there for a short period of time to where I didn't really care about people. I was so selfish, okay? Well, then God woke me up one day and he says, you know what, Joseph, you were there, yes. And it may be temporary, but what are you doing with what I've given you? The things that I've given inside of you, I've put you in that place for a reason. Now use it. You can't always just be going, well, one day when I grow up, I'm going to be this. Or one day when I grow up, I'm going to do that. And God's going to put me in this position. Well, he's put you in a place right now to use those things. It doesn't matter if you're a student. It doesn't matter if you're in between jobs. Use those things. Practice. That occupation that you're in right now is just practice for your vocation. Use those things. If you're, if you're a guy that likes to exhort people, encourage people, do it. If you're a leader, lead. If you have a prophetic gift, prophesy into those lives so people will understand and know that it is God speaking through you. That it is a testimony of his power to where people cannot deny that that is Jesus Christ. So do those things. I want to encourage you. Like I said, I've got scriptures, but I just want to blast it out right now and we'll go from there. But just stay plugged in here. If you really want to know what God's called you to be, stay plugged in with Him and don't have that mentality of going, well, I want to know what I want to be before I get in the game. Quit standing on the sidelines, all of us. Let's quit standing on the sidelines waiting to get in the game and let's get in the game. Even if you have one small gift, use it. Be faithful with it. He'll give you more. If you don't know what to say, just step out in faith and get out there and do it. Okay? But like I said, don't be so affixed on your job as far as your occupation. What am I going to do? What am I going to be? God will show those things through you in time. Everything takes time. There's so many things that progressively that we've gone through. Uh, you can look back in your own life, no matter how old you are, and see where you've progressed and how God has provided for you. He doesn't care if you're picking up trash on the side of the streets or doing multi-million dollar deals every day. Those people that you're reaching are people. They're the same people that he wants into the kingdom. It doesn't matter. He doesn't go, I don't want the guys picking up trash. He loves everybody. It doesn't matter. So if you're, if you're in a job and you go, man, I'm not doing anything, or if you're in between jobs, I've got to find a good job, the word says you have to work. Okay? So you need to go find something. It doesn't matter what. Find something first and be faithful for what he's given you, and you watch what he'll do for you. 
But like I said, I just want to encourage you to do that because if you're waiting or if you're trying to find something that's exactly perfect or ideal, you're going to be sitting on the sideline for the rest of your life and you're going to have to answer to that when the time comes when God says, did you do everything I told you to do? Were you the person that I told you to be? Did you reach the people that I had put in front of you to reach? And that's, that speaks to myself too because like I told you before, my attitude got really, I got really upset for a while there. And, and it was more selfishness than anything. And I wanted to make sure that I maximize every single day while I'm here. Who knows what can happen? There is evil out there. But we need to maximize every single day to reach people and get them to the kingdom. I don't want to bypass any one person. If God puts a tune in your heart, bing, you better go talk to them. Do it. It's, it's easier to be obedient than just to turn the other eye because you've got to answer to that. And I would hate for a small conversation to plant a seed into someone's life to lead them to eternity than just to look the other way and go, I'm doing my own thing. I'm being selfish. Okay? But like I said, encourage you guys. The, the occupation is important, but it really isn't as important as, as your vocation. The tools that you've got inside of you that God birthed you from the beginning of time. He knew what you were going to be. And he's going to make sure that his destiny is fulfilled in you. But you've got to do your part. We all have to do our part. Okay? need that scripture we're a peculiar people first peter 2 9 i think it is thing here. I, I really appreciate what he's doing here. I appreciate the songs. You know, when they're eternal like that, they just stick in you and they move you. I'm so thankful to God, the spiritual songs. Because when you're in this kind of environment, those songs will stay in you. I know this week I'll be singing Amen because I am, because it's eternal. Man, those songs, those are spiritual songs. I don't take it lightly. That doesn't happen everywhere. And that's what Joseph's saying. Anna prophesied through a song, I think a couple weeks ago, don't miss the opportunity. It was something about the opportunity. Don't miss the opportunity. And, it, and it's kind of the same sound that the Lord's saying. And Joseph comes up here and does it with the spirit of excellence and rolls it out and, and encourages. Are you encouraged? I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged because he's right. You're a unique people. Read this. But you are. Say, I am. I'm a chosen generation. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a holy nation. I'm a peculiar, which means unique. I'm a unique person. Tell your neighbor, you're unique. You are unique. You're born again, and God put unique giftings in your life. He's a unique God. Say, He's a unique God. You're a unique Father. And we're a unique people. We're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and a peculiar people. 
that should show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Will you say that with me? I am a chosen generation. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a holy nation. I'm a peculiar people that I should show forth the praises of Jesus who has called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. I'm a reflector of God. And that's what Joseph's encouraging us by the Spirit of God. We're unique. This place is unique. I don't take it for granted. When you hear the Lord coming out of people and gifts, when he speaks a word to you, we're unique. He, he prophesied, where'd he go? We're not doing the institutional thing, and we never will. Say, I never will. That doesn't happen in the institutional thing. Programs happen there. Things that limit Jesus happen there. People who like or don't like to lift their hands happen there. But it doesn't happen among the royal priesthood, among the unique people of God. You guys are unique. We do not limit God here. The only limiting of Jesus is our ignorance to follow him. That's it. And a prophesied, take the opportunity. Man, when I was in California, I was, they called me a minister in training. And, and I got up to, when worship just began to end, I started inherently with God say, let's wait on the Lord for a moment. And the pastor's wife came enraged and, and ran to the front and said, worship's over. Don't do that. And my heart resisted with all strength. And I said, I will do that. This is the will of God. Don't take it for granted here. People come in here. The rocks are crying out nowadays here. The rocks are crying out. Because God's so rich to us. So good to us. So kind to us. Enriches songs. These songs are rich, man. They came from heaven. They didn't come just out of a hymnal. That was inspired 5,000 years ago. They came fresh out of the hearts of uh, people of God. Say unique. I'll never forget that. You don't know the battles that have been fought here years ago to strip down that thing, not to limit Jesus in this place. I don't know the fullness of it. I met some of the old men that did it and helped pull down the programs and the institutionalizing and the limiting of Jesus and the life of God. Pulled it down. And now we have suddenlies because of some of those men way, way back. Right? And a prophesied, take the opportunity. Don't miss it. It's not, Jesus isn't like that in every place. And I'm boasted in the Lord. And I'm boasted in the people of God who will let him and not limit him. And that woman came to me and attacked. Said, you won't do that. They called me into the elders and the pastor and said, Craig, tell us what's happened. I said, what I'm doing is I feel God. He wants a platform. I want to wait on him. I want him to break forth, I told him. I said, I believe he can give words of knowledge, and he'll begin to roll and move in this body. And that pastor put his head down and said, just go ahead and go, Craig. We're not limiting God. Say, I'm not limiting God. And we're not limiting him here. I'm telling you that. It's unique here. God is spirit. Say, he's spirit. And those who worship him must, say must, worship him in spirit and in truth. We worship from our hearts. We're born again to worship God. Romans chapter 12, we're going to get there someday. But he said, present yourselves a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. 
It's your spiritual service, it says in my Bible, New American Standard. You remember that song, Anna, that you have? Uh, opportunity, you don't have to play it, but the words. What an opportunity. What an opportunity. Seize it. She's, she's prophesying that through song. Joseph stands here and prophesies it by the urging of God. Don't waste your time. You're unique. He's saying it, just different words. Hear what God's saying through everyone. Hear the voice of God through all of us. Amen? When he's there, he's there. Matters not. If it's a rooster that's crowing and prophesying. If it's a donkey saying something to us, we hear Jesus. Say, Lord, I hear you and I respect you. Romans 12 says, therefore, verse 1, I urge you, brethren, listen to the Apostle Paul's urgings. That was birthed out of mercies, the mercies of God in the previous verses. And I'm not going to teach the whole thing. I want to seize what he's saying for us. I want you to hear the sound and write down what impressed you. And as Joseph's prophesying, as men are singing, as women are prophesying through song, work with those words of life all week long. Say, he's spirit. And he's life. You know, I, I had a, there was a, uh, some actor, and he got on, started typing text everywhere and saying, after this tragedy happened in Boston, and he said, we got to take away the Second Amendment. He, he thinks, he said, we're just too violent of a people. Taking away that right doesn't make a, a bomber stop bombing. Yes, you're right. We are too violent of a people. But Why? Why? Because we've fallen as a nation from grace. Don't you know? Don't you know Genesis had four fallings? The first one, we were set in divine order with God to worship God in spirit and in truth. To walk with Him in the garden. To fellowship and eat of a tree called life. To fellowship God and to partake of the spirit of life. That's what we were made to do. Say, I was made to do that. And man fell. First fall, Adam fell. From God's governing to self-governing. Say self-governing. And then he fell. No more did he have fellowship with God and life of the Spirit. He just became a conscience. And theologians will say, well, no, God created a conscience after the fall. No, God created him with everything he needed in the beginning. Say in the beginning. But that conscience of right and wrong never showed up until fellowship ended. That's the lower level. Say a lower level. Peter says we got a hidden man of the heart. Hidden by the heart is a real you in Christ. Christ in you. Hidden by the heart. And God wants us to have fellowship. Say fellowship. To worship Him. To have life from His Spirit. Moment by moment. Say moment by moment. Daily. And we live by His life, right? We don't just, we're not just a people that live by conscience of right and wrong. Are you hearing me? We're not just a nice people. Tell your neighbor, I'm not just a nice person. You're not just an ethical person. You're not even just a moral person. But you're born in His image and likeness to have His life and fellowship. You know the highest level of your conscience, how it works? Right. Wrong. That's the highest level it could go. I'm right. I'm wrong. I'm right. I'm wrong. I'm guilty. I'm not guilty. And if your conscience is not under divine fellowship, it's always under the accusation of Satan. Paul said, 
my conscience, bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit. We're not just to live as nice people, ethical people. We're God's people, living by His fellowship and worship in His life. That's Christianity. You can't put things together. You can't put Islam with Jesus. Anna showed me in the newspaper some some crazy religious group. Uh, oh, I, I, they have a denominational name. They do. I'm not going to even get into that. But they're saying, hey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian. They're saying, I don't know where they are, but I'm going to connect with Islam, and I'm going to connect with Buddhism. And I'm gonna, You cannot connect the living Jesus with dead men. He is risen. You can't do that. That's not Christianity. That's human philosophy. And that man says, we got to stop being violent. The four falls, we fell from fellowship to God. Go back to the image of God. Go back to the likeness of God, how he made man. And we won't be killing each other. And the next fall was conscious and right and wrong. Then, then we, uh, uh, Cain even fell from that. He even fell from that to, to Genesis 6, 11, where it said, God saw that the whole earth was violent. And he said, okay, Noah. The fall is because we're out of fellowship with God. And God's restoring His image through you, through me. Tell your neighbor. The image of God and Christ's likeness through us, the church. What Joseph's saying, reflecting Jesus. Not telling people you're right, you're wrong. No, life and death, Christ lives. Are you hearing me? That's who you are, peculiar person. That's who you are, unique church. Unique saints of God. That's who you are. And the more you're worshiping God, the more you're beholding Him, you're not looking at yourself. The more you look at Him, you're being transformed, the Apostle Paul says, into His very likeness and image. Say, I'm a beholder. I am a worshiper. I'm ordained to worship God. Listen to this, Romans. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies, say mercies. That's an S. That's plural. That's many. That's more than one. You go backwards in your Bible. Because he's shown us mercy. Verse 31. Because he's shown mercy to the Jews. Because he's shown mercy to the Gentiles. Because he's shown mercy to all. Say to all. Say mercy. Sharon prophesied his, his mercies endure forever. We're putting it together today. Amen. God's speaking to us. Tell your neighbor, God's talking to you. He's talking to you, not just through the preacher. He's talking to you through songs. He's talking to you through sons and daughters. He's talking to you through your neighbor. He's talking to you. When you hear that sound of God, drink it in. Mark it. The mercies of God. And this, this mercies, the mercies of God begin to move Paul, the apostle. Don't you know? And he writes all these things, his mercies, his mercies, his mercies endure forever. He says his mercies, even having his mercies, the gifts and the callings that are without repentance because he's merciful. He goes back in the ninth chapter and says that, that Israel fell. They stumbled, but they didn't fall down. That's mercy that kept them. Apply it to your life and your heart will swell. When I was lost, I told you last week, mercy reached me. When I was crying out on the floor saying, God, and Satan tell me it's too late for you, his mercy reached me. Ephesians 2 said, when we were dead in our trespasses and sins, when we were dead, mercy, he is rich in mercy and came and got me. 
Tell your neighbor, mercy came and got me. I was deserving of nothing. I couldn't even get in graces enabling. I was so far in darkness. Mercy had to come get me. His mercies endure forever. Say it. We're learning mercy from God. Mercy's reaching. Mercy began the apostles beseeching. He started out saying, look at the mercy of God. Look at chapter 9. Look at chapter 10. Look at chapter 11. There are rough judgments on Israel. It says they're stubborn. They're stiff-necked. Elijah said, forget about them. And, God, and they were all right in how they were living. But God in His mercy, say His mercy. He picked them up again. That applies to you and I. Amen? Mercy's reaching far beyond grace. It's enabling. Mercy reaches us when we're like lepers. When we're unclean. Mercy comes running. I remember a song. I don't, I'm not going to even try to sing it. You said, thank God. Everybody said, thank God for that. It says, mercy comes running. Mercy comes running. The father came with mercy towards the prodigal son. You said, I don't need that message. Yeah, you do, because you're going to tell them. You're going to tell them just like he said. I'm going to tell them. Mercy's coming after you. I'm going to tell them. You're going to tell them. Tell your neighbor. I'm going to tell them. I don't need an evangelist in an institutional system to get everybody born again. That evangelist in that system is supposed to equip us to have the fire of evangelism to win people in our spheres. Just like Joseph said. That's what that's for. It's supposed to be an equipping gift. To equip us to have a fire and a hunger for the lost. But you're to win them. Tell them, you're to win them. You're to win them. You're to win them. Not the microphone man. You win them. Microphone man's equipping. You're winning. Amen? Amen. Say, mercy's reaching. And then he says all these things and he shows the mercy. And then he says... Now mercy's burning in my heart. Don't you hear the language of the Apostle Paul? Therefore, and look at how he ends. Let's start in 11. You can sit down, Anna. I'll probably wore you out. Verse 33. Oh, say oh. The depths of the riches of both the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments. And unfathomable are his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord? And who became his counselor? Or who has first given to him? That it might be paid back to him again. For from him, say from him, and through him, and to him all things are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Say be glory to God forever. Be glory to God forever. For his mercies alone you can give him glory. That he should have killed us, but instead he loved us and gave his son for us. That he suffered blood on a cross that we could live again. He should have killed us. Tell your neighbor, he should have killed you. But instead, he loved you. He loved you and had you reconciled to himself. And wanted to give you his life. A higher life. An abundant life. And a progressive life in him. Amen? Say, thank you, Jesus. Oh, the riches of God. Oh, the mercies of God. Oh, he's moved as he's beholding God and his mercies. As Paul's beholding that. And he shifts into the 12th chapter, which there is no chapters. And he says, therefore, out of that burning, oh, he says, I urge you, saints, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God. He said, say that, mercy's reaching. The apostles beseeching. 
for us for presenting to present ourselves that's what mercy did if you've been forgiven much my god the word of god says you're to love much if you think about where you came from how can you not present yourself to him in love where you were going to hell in a handbasket now you're going to be with him forever and you taste of him in a measure like today in his presence in his goodness in his kindness in his mercy just a measure how much more full-blown amen his mercy reached me his mercy burns in my heart and says urge us to present say present that word presenting means to make your to appear before write it down if you're taking notes i'm to present he's re, he's reached me he's urging me to present for a presenting i'm to appear before him present means to appear to show up hey listen you tell the people that aren't here you need to show up tell them you need to show up not to pay good deeds but to appear before the god who showed you mercy you need to show up and if you can't you need to grow up and show up get there do not forsake assembling because we're not coming we're not in an institution we're visited by jesus in a real way stick around a little bit stick around here a little bit present yourself listen say every sunday every day this presenting in particular is the corporate christ he's talking about that's why i'm telling you that you want change keep coming to him all week long and present your bodies he said present your body a living say a living he said a living sacrifice everything about jesus is alive say he's alive from the dead he's made me alive he's given me a lively hope a living worship a living jesus i'm alive say i'm alive i'm alive and well don't we sing that song let it utter out of your heart i'm alive and well tell your neighbor i'm alive and i'm well because of him i'm alive i live life on a higher scale i'm not giving it up it's too good taste and see that god is real amen amen somebody give me some kind of amen my lord god <laughs> all right thank you for that yes amen's help amen you know what it means so be it yes it is true amen from i am amen from i am so we're amen and people that doesn't mean we're breaking heels off in, in the church we're amen and saying so be it unto me according to your word so be it unto me amen so be it yes amen yes amen so be it as it is according to your word that's god that's god lift up lift up your eyes mercy reaches you grace enables you for faith's miraculous believing for you don't you know don't you know i told jimmy i got this slight hit from god that i said you, do you ever feel the sense of responsibility once you give your word i will be there i will bring that money i will do that thing i will do it and once you tell that person that don't you leave them feel responsible a little bit you should a lot some of you need a lot more responsible but no not not you guys they're all the saints of god in here but you feel that little bit like you think about it you go to bed oh don't forget i gotta go meet so-and-so and make sure i bless him what, what i told him and it comes to pass and he said if you being evil know how to give good things how much more say how much more your father who's in heaven 
Don't you know? I said one promise and I felt heavy with responsibility. He's given us abundance. He's voiced his words all through here. He said a lot. Say he said a lot. He didn't say a few things. He said a lot of things. And don't you know he has that responsibility to carry every one of those out? And because he does it with his technique of mercy reaching and then grace enabling us and positioning us. Before I was on the floor saying, have mercy, God. Then he picked me up and put me in a position called grace enabling. Now I'm standing up. I'm not on my knees. I'm enabled by grace because of positioning. And then he says, okay, I've enabled you. Now believe me. Oh, that men would praise him. Oh, that men would believe him. He's responsible for all these words. He's not a man that he should lie. He said that all day, prophesying it. Yes and amen. So be it. It is written. Amen? Amen. There's beautiful times when we're in places of prayer that we go to Isaiah and we say, God, I'm reminding you. Remember your covenant. And there's other times he said, you don't have to remind me. I'm living so big in you right now. I want you to remind Satan of these things. I want you to remind him that he's defeated. I want you to remind him that I, sh- I shed my blood on a cross and that I'm not on that cross anymore. I'm off that cross. It is finished. It is finished. It is finished, John 19 said. And that's what he's telling us. So remind him. Don't have to remind yourself. Remind him. It is finished. It was finished on the cross. Jesus, it's an empty cross. He's not there anymore. The bloodstains still might be on the wood, but he's not there anymore. It is finished. Say that. Don't you remember that after that Sunday? Arthur said, I got this out of this. It is finished. He said, I heard the word when he said empty cross. I saw the words. It is finished. That means complete. It's done. And that's what you're reminding your enemy of. It's finished. Look at the cross. Jesus isn't there. It was paid in full. Don't you know when he said that it is finished, all horror shuddered through every demon. They said, what were we thinking? Hammering him to the cross. What were we thinking? And it said that he nailed to the blood of his cross every single thing. Religion, he abolished it by his cross. He brought peace by his cross. Aren't you hearing what I'm saying? Remind Satan, he spoiled principalities and powers and rulers at his cross. It is finished. Are you hearing me? Yeah, and you're saying, I'm reminded, I'm, I'm reminded, I'm strong in the Lord. Let's go there for a second. I'm going to shut it down, I think. I'm all, I'm all over, but I'm happy. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm going to preach myself happy. I'm going, to preach, I'm going to preach the devil angry, and I'm going to preach myself happy, and you're all going to be happy. And then they'll have another testimony. You're just going to be, there's going to be heel breaking, church running. Huh? <laughs> you got to love this word of God. Huh? It is well with my soul. Let it come alive to you. Verse 10, chapter 6 of Ephesians. Finally, say it's finished. Finally, be strong in the Lord. Say I'm strong in the Lord. And in the strength of his might. Go back to Ephesians 1. What's that strength? It's the strength of his might that raised Jesus from the dead. Be strong with that strength, son. Be strong with that saint, man of God. That's what he's telling you. Daughter of God, saint of God, whatever title you like to wear, be strong by that strength of Christ's resurrection. Say, I'm strong in the Lord. If he gives me any more strength, I'll blow up. <laughs> huh? 
<laughs> You're strong enough. Say, I'm not feeling strong. Say, I'm strong in the Lord. Tell your neighbor, look him in the eye. I'm strong in the Lord. My feelings say I'm not. The word of God that cannot be broken says you're strong in the Lord. Say it a couple times and you'll be believing it. I tell these young men, they go you know, about prayer. I said, you've got to pray out loud. Why? Why you I said, because you're going to speak by yourself and until you hear someone who's speaking to yourself, which is called God. He'll enter your speakings. You've got to talk out loud. That's what prophecy is. Hey, tell them how you sing a song. I think this is God. You sing that song, it's your words, and then somebody enters those words called God, and we all benefit. See, I, I got to speak to God. I got to talk out loud to God. David said, I'm just communicating. What's prayer? God, I got to talk to you. You're wonderful. You're my rock, he says. Man, I'm remembering that you, you did all this for me. He starts out speaking. Say speaking. I talk, but somebody enters your speaking called the spirit of life. That's when things begin to change. And that's when you say, hello, and this is what I do every time when I'm praying for Anna. When Craig is speaking, boring. But i got to start somewhere. I say, Lord, oh, Lord, how majestic is your name? I just talk in the scripture. And then all of a sudden, somebody enters my speaking, and I have some hearing. And then I push that button. I go, I'm bringing this home to Anna because the spirit of life is on it. The spirit of faith is in it, and God's in it, and I'm not missing the moment. So when I get back, I say, listen to what he just said. Listen to what he just said. It wasn't just half retarded Italian guy trying to talk. <laughs> it was God. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You just did it today. You had to go over there. You go, I, I believe this is a song. He sings it. But then God joins it. And then we have songs because he's in it. Hey, do you get it? Young man, hey, do you get it? I tell him, speak out loud. No, you better speak out loud because if you don't, you're not going to hear him speak in you and through you. But once he does, man, everything becomes hugely blessed. You begin to see. Say, I talk to God. It's part of fellowship. I'm not just thinking, God. That's meditation. All right? Meditation's thinking, thinking, rolling it around in your head. Talking to God is what you thought about, and then you said it, and then he'll join that saying. That's how people prophesy. You know what? I feel like God has a word for you, he says. And you go out there and go, think so. And the Lord would somebody joins your words. If they don't, you're in trouble. You go, you know, the Lord didn't say any of that. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> we got to be that honest. Hey, we're walking this by faith. We're all doing it. Say, well, say, I'm doing it. Tell your neighbor. I'm doing it. That's how you grow in it, by doing it. Not by sitting. You, you grow by walking. Yeah, you're seated with Christ in heavenly places. But he said, don't just sit. Get up and walk in Ephesians. And then get up and stand in Ephesians 6 for what you're to stand for. Are you listening to me? Yes, you are, Anna. She always listens to me because I go there. I said, skipped about the first 10 minutes because I'm, I'm feeling after God. Did you hear that one, though? Oof. Take it. That's in the strike zone. Bring it home every day. This is what God, and she laughs because this is my uh, recording. And, and when you're recording voice, when you're by yourself here, it always has that, what do we call that, that weird mumble. Thank you, Lord. Like golf commentator. Thank you, Lord, that uh, Anna's healed. And it's just the weirdest sound. But <laughs> once I, I'm, I'm embarrassed to show it, but I don't care because once God's on it, it's life. I'll just play it anyway. Okay, just but listen for listen to what He's saying. Yes, Anna. Okay. Did you get past the mumble? Did you get the real? Did you get the thunder in the voice? Yeah. Yeah. You don't know the thing. You see, you think it's a strange thing. Look, when I started out with worship, that's all I had. 
I started out with worship. That's all I had. I went to that church. Once God rescued me with mercy, grace enabled me and positioned me for believing in what a clumsy believing I had. I believe, Jesus, I received yourself. Devil, next day, you, you didn't get nothing. You're nothing. You're this. You're that. I'm, I'm stumbling. But guess who's with me? Grace is enabling. Guess who's with me? In faith, the author and finisher. He started in me. I might look a little crooked, but he's going to finish it through me. Just don't quit. Say, he's with me in mercy. He's with me in grace. He's with me in faith. My believing might look a little sloppy. I might look like a brand new deer at first. I believe. And you're like this, like that lame man. But one day, I'm going to rise up and walk with a bigger strength. Huh? You like that? <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Jimmy Heath. <laughs> Tell Elvis. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Elvis, I could have been James Brown. Remember yesterday you were trying to make me James Brown. Wow! <laughs> huh? One or the other. That was fun. That was kind of a fun trip you took me on, but I forgot what I was saying. But yeah, you might, but he's with you. He's the author and finisher of your faith. You might look clumsy today, but tomorrow you're going to be running. He's with me. Say he's with me. In mercy. He's with me in grace. And he's with me in faith. That makes things begin to happen. The miracles of faith, right? Say I'm a believer. Yeah. Who has believed his report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Say to me. Do you know who the arm of the Lord is? The right arm of the Lord. This is my left hand. I have a little piece. I got one yellow here and blue. Yellow is right. The right hand of the Lord moves valiantly, right? Who has believed his report? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Say, the arm of the Lord is Jesus. He's seated at the right hand of God. Isaiah is prophesying and saying, he's that arm. He's that strong arm. His arm's not too short that he can't reach our situation. His arm's not too short. He is the right hand of God. He's at the right hand of God right now. And he's in you. Get this. This is free. And I'm going to shut it down because i got too much. And you guys are going to get like 5,000 volumes of series. And you're going to say, well, I think he talked about warfare for a moment. And then he talked about worship. And then he talked, well, let's just do this. It's all right. I like that, Gloria. I said, it's all right. It's all right. Where did I tell you I was going? Anybody remember? Okay, I'm on my own now. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully I'll keep talking and that other, my help will come. Worship, right? I told you about worship. I was thinking worship. We're doing that. We'll get, I want to hold that a little bit about worship because I want, it's happening in here, but I want the whole group here to catch it. I want this whole group to begin to be rocks that are singing. I want everyone in here entering. I want everybody, because the higher level of worship that happens is the greater glory that's restored of his image. Stand up, Anna. Come on. Come on. All right. You're speaking with Psalm 118, but I want to read the verse before that and the verse after it because there's a, well, it says, The Lord is my strength and song. We're talking about worship and praise. And it's become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing, get over here somewhere away from this. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. Where is it? It's in your mouth. It's in this tent, this dwelling, the tabernacle of the righteous. Because the right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. When does that show forth? When does his arm begin to be displayed? When there's that sound of rejoicing and salvation going on. And then right after that, when he says he bears his arm, he says, the psalmist says, 
And I'm saying this. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. So you got to get this. What's in your mouth is how we started today. What's in your mouth? So it's the right hand of the Lord being displayed and being roused by that sound of joyful shouting and salvation in the tents of the righteous. Thank you, thank you. Good stuff. Amen. Impacting day. Take it all in. Yeah, I'm going to finish this up here. Another day we're going to go over some of this Romans 12, but I'm going to give you that end of that prelude. And yeah, there's so many things going on. And I, let's just go to Isaiah real quick, 53, and keep your hand in Romans 12. It says in Isaiah 53, who has believed our report? And to whom was the arm of the Lord? We just said who that is, will be revealed. And we've been talking about this here, and I don't want to go into a whole other thing, but he grew up before him like a tender shoot, a shoot out of parched and dry ground. And I'm telling you here, there's a lot of things springing up. There's a lot of things springing up in you and I that are Jesus. A lot of things that we thought were way hidden, way down, but they're springing up. They're springing up in you and I. They're not coming, they seem suddenly, but they've been planted, amen? They've been seeded, they've been watered, but now there's a springing forth. And that thing, those things start springing forth in your life, all right? So keep looking for that springing forth. And I want to, I want to conclude it with some of Isaiah, but I want to go back to Romans 12, and then I'm going to wrap it up here real quick. Back to worship, amen? But we'll go another time. I'm going to split these up, even as I'm talking. I want to get into Ephesians, because some of us need to get back into that place of standing and, and resisting because God's not withholding. Seriously, he's not. It's not God's. We don't have a God problem. We got an enemy problem a lot of times. And God's not withholding. You know his heart is. His written word is his will. We know that. We know it's not God withholding and frustrating us. We know that. He says, God said to, about Jesus that he yearned to heal us. He yearned to answer us. So he's not our problem. Amen. Sometimes we've got to learn the Ephesians way of just resisting this thing that's become a problem and not tolerating that, whether it's darkness, doubt, whatever it is. We'll go on another day, though, Ephesians 6. But I want to finish up with worship in Romans 12. And he says to present. Remember I said presenting has to do with appearing before God, showing up. And we're going to show up. Say, God, I'm showing up. When the, when the corporate gathering comes together, I'm going to show up. And I'm not just going to sit there. I'm going to show up and bring you something. It means to appear before him. And all the scriptures say don't appear empty because you have a lively. Say, I'm a living sacrifice. I got something to give every time I show up. Say, show up. I got something to give that's life. He made me alive. He gave me a lively hope. I'm a living. Say, a living sacrifice that's acceptable to God. Which is your, say my, spiritual service of worship. Say it's my spiritual service of worship. It's worship. And as we're restoring worship, God's restoring his image in our lives, all right? So important. Don't you know that worship was so important that Satan in the last temptation of Jesus, he said, just worship me. And I'll give you every single one of these things in this world. He wanted the worship. Why do you think he wanted the worship? Because whatever you and I are worshiping, that's the image that's being imprinting. Satan knew that if he, if he worshiped me, I'll get my image in him, and I'll get my identity in him and through him in this earth. And, and we're supposed to worship God. Why? 
to restore his image and likeness in us, right? And reflect out of us. That's one reason. When we worship, we're not looking at ourselves. We're looking at him. When we're beholding him, what does the Bible say? We're becoming just like him. Are you hearing me? So when you come here and you touch God and worship, you begin to get a transformation within your own heart in life. And after those scriptures, he says, I don't want you to be conformed to this world, this aeon, this present age, this spirit. I don't want you to be conformed to the environment of outward society. Uh, I say, remember I told you that a long time ago? A person that's always moved by outward, envir- outward environment is most unspiritual in heart. Don't you remember that? And see, people go all over. They, they, they go to places looking for that conforming. And God said, I'm not that guy. You worship me, and I'm transforming you inside. And it happens when you're here worshiping. It's metabolic. It changes your nature every time you touch him. And see, when people in institutional churches, like he's saying, will not let God be worshipped, but only read out of a book. Don't get me wrong. I believe in hymns. I love the hymns uh, that John Wesley wrote. Amazing love, how can it be that my God had died for me? That had life. That was one time a spiritual song that became a hymn. But when people won't touch him and just read a hymn, they're not getting washed over. They're not touching deity. They're not touching the living Jesus. Therefore, they're not being transformed. And at best, they become GOP and not GOD. Some of them become haters and ethical, but that's not spiritual and life givers. And that, that's the, the, the coin that's been passed off sometimes in the institutional church. And I told a young man, I said, God's whole dream is his body, a living body, living sacrifice, living Jesus. And he has people that are different gifts, equipping gifts. And you equip only by spirit and life. That's how it works. You don't equip by knowledge of a book. Amen? And this is a spiritual house. Tell your neighbor a spiritual house. Say, I'm a spiritual man. Say it right now. I'm a spiritual woman. I'm a lively stone. I'm alive in Christ. That's not a theology. Say, that's not a theology. That's a reality. Christ is in me. And I was telling you, and I'm going to finish it. When I first started and not knew anything, it was stumbling around. Worship. When I was brought to the house of God, I sat in the back and I wrote down the songs. And, I, and, my, and Anna had a day schedule and I had a night schedule of work. And I would take those papers. I told you the story a million times. And I would sing them until they became worship. And I would begin to be there. And sometimes I'd weep before God. Never experienced that in my life because I was such a locked up person. Never experienced freedom. Because I was locked up. And don't you know that worship was attractive to a locked up person like myself? You don't know. You don't know. It just started breaking through after my family was saved that people would say, I love you. That just happened because of Jesus in my family. Because I began to do that. I could never say that I love you because I was so locked up. But then when I got saved and I began to get in worship's presence and his image begins to change in me. Now I'm telling my parents, I love you. And they look at me like, wow. And then they started saying, I love you. Say, that's Christ. And that's because of worship. And I was locked up. And my mom was triple locked up. (laughs) And every time before I hang up the phone to this day, I love you, Craig. I love you. Christ brought that into our family. Christ brought that in through his life in us, his life in me, and and worship with him. Because I couldn't do it without that. And I began to sing and I'd worship and all of a sudden I'd weep and, and things were being broken out of my life. Just take it and worship them. And then his image is more further in your life. 
And then it's unlocking your life with other people around you and out of your outflow of worship. Though you might not be knowledgeable in a lot of things in God, you can't help but you're urged to tell him something. To tell something. Amen? And go out like Joseph is saying. Say, worship. I was made to worship. And I'm being transformed as I'm worshiping. Into his image. I'm, in, I'm becoming into his will. Say his will. See, that's what he says right here. And I'm not going to teach anymore. I keep telling you that, but I can't. He says, this is your reasonable service of worship. And don't be conformed to this present age, Ion. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you might prove what is the will of God. What is the acceptable will of God? What is the perfect will of God? Why? Because I've been worship's presence. I'm, I'm urging you. I'm urging us. We're doing it. We did it today. And I'm urging you to tell others, show up. Say, if they want to touch Jesus, don't be ashamed. And ask people. Don't, don't, get, don't get all tight and tongue-tied. Just tell them straight up. That's what, out of that worship of my life, I came out and I say, how's your walk with Jesus? Say that. Just say that. I heard an awesome testimony. I, I don't know if I could do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. You can holler at me later. I was walking last Sunday, and I went to that, that pond, the trout pond, where there's no trout anymore. But I went there anyway because I wanted peace of mind. I took my dog, and I met a, I met a guy, uh, and I sat there, and he said, Hey, Craig, what are you doing? Uh, and, and I talked to him, and I said, I just got out of church and this and that. And, and then he asked me this question about, Hey, uh, uh, do you, why come you guys don't drink wine? This is off the record, but I'm just going to tell you the conversation. Why don't you drink wine when you do communion? I said, Because I know a lot of people with addictions and people that drink one sip of wine go off the edge. So why not keep it safe with grape juice? He said, Oh. Because he's an alcoholic, the one guy. And I said, and so and his dad said, take him to church. He said, take him. And he said, I don't know what he's talking about. I'm a Catholic. Take him to church. And his dad said, I don't care what he is, but he's not that either. <laughs> take him to church. And I said, and he, anyway, when, long story short, this is what the guy said. He said, I, I uh, saw Raul and Minnie. And he said, uh, he said, I asked him, you want to drink? And he said, I don't drink no more. I hope I didn't embarrass you or whatever. I can't help you. I'm an honest guy. But I thought that testimony rang in that little park around that little pond, and I came back smiling. And I said, there's changes in this, this guy. There's changes in his life. There are real changes, notable changes. And these guys are they're, – they're, they're, he, he looked at me like the RCA dog. I went over there, and it was their anniversary is what he told me. And he said and, – and, and he goes, and I went to say, let's have a drink. And, and uh, he said, I don't drink. I don't do that anymore. And see, that's, that had life because it convicted that kid. And he, he, he looked at me like, 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 you know how the RCA dog goes? Like, why doesn't he? How come? What would cause such a change? You got a platform with that guy. I would say his name, but I don't want to embarrass everybody. I say I don't, but I really don't care, honestly, because that's real. And that's human. That's God. And that's people. And you're drawing people to you. And I'm amazed and I'm so happy. I'm not amazed like I'm amazed. I'm happy and amazed. <laughs> I, I mean, it caught me off guard. I came home happy. And that's a witness. Say a witness. And Jesus said, I've been duty to be my witnesses. That's a witness. That's a reflection of Jesus through him. That's what I love. That's what I long for. That's everything. Amen? Say, God, through me. Convict those people through me. Attract them. They're attracted. He may very well come to your house again and ask you why. You know what I mean? He might. I don't know. But it was a, it was a beautiful thing. I was like, because you know why it was beautiful? I said I was amazed. You're so quiet and you sit in the back, but you're in, you're in, you're in with God. You're so quiet, and you don't blow a trumpet trying to make that, I'm here. You know, it's not, you're that guy sitting in the back, and God's using you all out in this community. That's what I meant by I'm amazed. Not like I'm stunned, I'm amazed. <laughs> what a miracle that God did. 
Amazing, right? Amazing. Yes, it's amazing. See, and people need that. That's the image of God for that guy. He, just to be puzzled for a moment and maybe ask him, follow up a question later. What happened to you? And something happened to you. And if you ever want to say it, you know, you could tell me in private or you can come up here if you want to shout it. But something happened where he says, yeah, and that guy goes, wow, wow. Say transformation. Living Jesus. Living hope. Say God so loved that he gave. Say God, you love me. You gave to me. I want to love and I want to give to others. I want them to have what I know. I want them to have who I know. Amen? All right. Give God praise if you got anything. Amen? I, I want to pick up a few fragments of uh, Psalm 118 that uh, Anna uh, talked about. Uh, I could probably go on. Uh, just <laughs> Anyway, um, in verse, uh, it says, The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents and private dwellings of the uncompromising righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly and achieves strength. Worship comes, and Craig, turn this way. Turn there. And he says, it's like a boxing match. When you go to the Lord and say, the winner by knockout in the first round in 25 seconds. The winner. That's what you do. You hold up the right hand of God. And he says, and what will I do with that right hand? Is I will bring forth victory in your life. I will bring forth victory in your life. When you raise up the right hand of God, when you bear his arm, you are raising up strength in yourself to be victorious over the enemy that's come against you. That was one fragment. And I'm going to leave the others for later. But I want you to know worship, acknowledging God for who He is, raise up His right hand as you raise a hand to God. The, the right here, we were praising. We, you guys were all in that circle, and you were worshiping the Lord in the sense pr prayer. But then right afterwards, y'all just started clapping. And I saw that, and I said, God, show me what that happened. Show me what happened. He says they were celebrating the amen from the I am. That's what happened there. We need to celebrate the amen and what God has given us. There was something that happened here that all of you felt a release and said, you know, it may not have happened in the natural, but I know it happened in the spiritual. I know that was a done deal. I know that when we prayed, I felt a release. And so therefore I can celebrate and thank God for what he's done in my life. Even in that specific instance. Pray. Pray until you break through. Worship until you break through. Worship until you touch the hand of God. And know that He is able through power. Summon your power, O oh God. And let it be done in my life and in the lives of the people that I touch.